We're delighted to announce the return of the Office Management Show, which is our twice yearly event taking place on Thursday the 28th of September in London. I'm so sorry to anybody that listens internationally. I wish I could get you all here. But this is an exhibition and conference that we hold for office management professionals. And we would love for you to be there if you can join us. It takes place throughout the day from 9.30 to 5.30. You can come along at any time, meet with me and the team, connect with other office managers maybe there'll be listeners of the pod as well you might even meet some of our previous podcast guests um, join in on the cpd accredited seminars yeah there's so much to do so much to to grab from the event to connect learn and enjoy so register for your free tickets more information is at www.theofficemanagementgroup.com forward slash the hyphen show and we really hope to welcome you then This is the Office Manager Diaries, a podcast all about the highs and the lows of professionals in office management around the world. We'll delve into their career journeys and diaries where they'll share their stories, tips for success and only things office managers understand. Enjoy and please remember to give us a follow. Welcome back to another episode of the Office Manager Diaries. It's your host, Hannah Gray here, and I am really delighted this week to share that we have got not just one, but two incredible office management professionals on the pod who work at the same company. So very, very happy to have them both on. We've been talking about this for a little while. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Kate Turgoose and Wendy Smith of Funding Circle. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hello. How are you both doing? Pretty good, thanks. Uh, carving out some time to talk to you. I've been looking forward to this for a while. So hopefully we'll have some interesting bits and pieces for you. Oh, I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I mean, I've been to your office. I've seen it. It's incredible there. Obviously, you know, Funding Circle is a well-known brand. So I'm really looking forward to delving in a little bit more about you both and your roles, your career history and everything here. So let's get started. Can you tell us, please, both a little bit about your roles at Funding Circle, what you do there, and how you work together to support the business, please? Okay, I'll start. Uh, Hi, I'm Kate. I'm the Workplace Experience Manager for Funding Circle. Um, I'm basically the boots on the floor, so I take care of like the general day-to-day office management, which, okay, might seem kind of like a big when you see, if you've seen the size of this office, it's like, whoa. (laughs) So... We run a hybrid environment and um, the numbers change and flux any day. So there could be days where it's pretty quiet, but then there are days where it's like everybody is here. So you kind of have to kind of handle that, really. Wendy speaking. I'm head of workplace services. So uh, Kate and I are the workplace services team. There's two of us running quite a tight, well-organized ship, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Kate mentioned size. We've, we've got two floors here, about 60,000 square foot of space, and we support on a busy day in the office, a good sort of 400 odd staff, you know, that varies in hybrid. So Kate's boots on the ground are uh, fairly frequently tapping around, gets her steps up, put it that way. I tend to look after the sort of higher level strategic stuff, planning, thinking ahead, uh, the bigger projects and things, and then that filters through into what Kate does on a daily basis. And the brawn, you're the brains. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Between the two of us, we cobble together and make a pretty good one. So that's, that's, the, that's the idea. I would agree. And, you know, for our listeners, you can't see them on screen, but they are sat in the same room and, and they are a, a, a um, 
formidable duo let's put it that way and as I say I've seen their offices and how they're run and it is that thing Kate back to what you were saying where you know it just fluctuates so much and you've just kind of got to roll with the punches day to day because you can't manage or control or even predict what's happening tomorrow in a normal office management role and the challenge of the hybrid is that you can't predict who's coming in you know if you've got your your more tricky characters let's say coming in on a certain day and you don't know about it you might your day might just change a little bit compared to other days when those trickier characters aren't in and it, it just can change so much in terms of the numbers the volume of work and everything so yes yeah, it's, it's very interesting times for people in these roles indeed so what are your backgrounds where your careers are concerned prior to getting into office management or perhaps it was the first um, position for you tell us a little bit about that and what continues to keep you both in this role, in this profession? For me, Kate, so I generally started in government-based, like, administrative roles years ago and um, then kind of, like, came into the private sector. And I managed to basically talk my way into an office management role. It just seemed like, because I didn't want to have, like, a standard administrative career, that the idea of just being like a typist or just being a PA, which, okay, PA has its challenges. I couldn't do it. I tried. <laughs> I just need something that's a little bit interesting every day. I can't bear the idea of just sitting there and just doing the same thing every day. That doesn't kind of entertain me. That variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Variety. Absolutely. I mean, uh, so, yeah, sometimes I would like to be a little bit more organized, but... Having said that, the way my brain works, it's just like I'm good at reacting to things as they happen. It's if I had like, this is my diary and I do this at this time and this at this time. I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't work for me. Can't do it. And like I said, it is the variety that makes me stick with office management for sure. Um, Wendy's turn. I'm, well, I've been at Funny Circle. This is my 10th year. So, yeah, I, it, it feels like I didn't have a past life, but I did. I started out in retail management, if I can remember that, that far. And I, I moved into sales, which is actually a really good grounding for a lot of things, but I hated it. I realised quite quickly I'm a, if we use sales jargon, I'm a, I'm a farmer, not a hunter. So I like building the relationships and, and, and the organisational side of the role. So, I worked for a company many years ago who had a terrible sales effort. Not not just me, I hated that. But he was he was kind of saying, like, what, what do we need to do? Our organization isn't working and this isn't happening, that's happening. And I said, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. And so I flipped in that company from the sales to the back office, uh, built their back office infrastructure and then kind of progressed from there. I had uh, 15 years in private equity before I came here. Um, I know it sounds like I'm only 21, but yeah, I, I have a, my, my long checkered past. We're all just 21, don't worry. We're all 21. Yeah, every year, <laughs> absolutely. I don't have any cameras anymore. I burn the office down. But the private equity time was um, challenging. And again, cut my teeth there with you know proper office management, did quite a lot of PA work as well. But you know, if you can survive that environment, you can probably survive most. And and basically, I wanted to work for a company where I liked what the company did. And I didn't have that feeling in private equity, making rich people richer. So I looked around and, and it was around the time of lots of tech startups. And it all seemed really exciting and engaging and interesting. And, and so I made the jump uh, to Funding Circle. And yeah, when I joined, I was number 70. And we're now... 800 and something plus in the UK so we've grown massively in that time 
And when I started, you know, we didn't have a reception desk. I built it out of a flat pack. I sat there for six months because we didn't have anywhere else. I used to do the, the IT starters and cabling under the desks and all of that stuff. So I've, I've kind of cut my teeth at Funding Circle right from the off. And, and, and that's part of what keeps me here is that constantly changing landscape. And, and having been with a business for such a long time, I'm so invested you know, my, my husband jokes, if he cut me in half, it'd say funny circle through the middle. So, because it's, you know, it's been such a long time, but uh, it's a great place to be. Um, yeah, and always a challenge. Yeah. And very ingrained in you, which I guess is what your husband's alluding to by saying, if he cut you in half, but it, it's funny. So going back a few, on a few things there. So the sales background, I think there's been a few people on the podcast now who have had a sales background and it's given them the grit and the kind of confidence to have the conversations that we have to have in our office management roles now would you agree Wendy that that's been the same for you yeah definitely I think you know you you have a lot it's a much more pressurized environment working to targets and deadlines and those kinds of things so it sets you up well when you're working on projects that have you know deliverables and timescales that you have to adhere to and that kind of thing and and to your point around dealing with difficult customers although I would say my private equity days probably helped me there as well but what, what it makes you realize is you know be prepared know your stuff you know have faith in what you do be your subject matter expert and, and just be solid and stand your ground with things yeah it's a good grounding for sure yeah I really agree with that one and the private equity piece so was that in one company as office manager operations manager or did you move around that that sector i did three i think over the 15 years so sort of you know four or five years each and all three i would say were kind of developmental roles of taking a taking a place and building the function for them not having a strong background already some of the, the first one i did i started as pa slash office manager and that came through and then I realised as time went on, it was the office management piece that, that sparked me, really, was what engaged me. So I graduated through in that respect. And when I moved on, I moved into office management roles more than the PA side. Yeah, but it is, it's, it's a different world entirely from, from where we are now, particularly when we were a smaller startup. Yeah, agree. And it's it's like you were referring to, and also what you said, it's that grassroots thing where you're under the desk, dealing with cables and, you know, dealing with flat packs and everything. And I think it's so grounding you know even if you get to COO or head of people or whatever your aspirations are from this office management role that listeners might be in now to to go through those motions and to put yourself in those situations because it, it's all part and partial of the role and it's all part and partial of supporting a business effectively from from the back um back of house so 100% because it's if you've come up through from that grassroots level particularly at the same company but not necessarily but you you understand the minutiae of things that go into running an office. And if you've, you've involved yourself in the, the grunt work, perhaps if we could call it, you know, you have a better understanding of, of the bigger picture, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So what does a typical day look like for you both? And I know you've touched on it, Kate, where it's like, there are no two days that are the same. Yeah. And that's why you love the role, the variety. But if you could wrap it up into this most typical day maybe over the course of a week or a month what what sort of things are involved in that for you gosh they said there is no typical day and that's why we're in office management because we handle that um but god 
Um, that's a really, really hard question. I can jump in a bit. I yeah, perhaps please do. We're talking again. I mean, it, and, and, you know, to underscore, we all know there's no typical day in running office, but I think perhaps a little bit more so in my world, I will always, you know, it's it's the self-organisation piece, I suppose, and the disciplines you, you put yourself through to be efficient. So, you know, perhaps I'll start with what I do the day before is always end the day with that little roundup of myself, what's got done today, what did I need to do, and more so plan for the next day. Um, it's, it's the real basics, isn't it? Check those emails, check the Slack messages. We work on Slack here. Just keep in touch with all the stakeholders and things that you're working on and make sure you're not dropping the ball with anything. We have quite a few sort of weekly meetings in here. Just make sure we stay in touch with the broader business and what's going on. Kate and I always download together at least once a day, whether I'm at home or I'm in the office. So we stay very well connected. And I think really, though, it's we run a ticketing system here for things are logged. So you can guarantee half our day or Kate's day will be spent dealing with like HVAC queries. It's, like, oh, it's cold. It's this, it's the that. of my existence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there's the, so obviously catching up on the emails and the actions of things you need to do. Really with hybrid, the, the, the challenges are around predominantly the office environment and how we keep it consistent uh, for everybody. And so, so it is a lot of checking the tickets. We do a lot of, Kate does a lot of DSE assessments and yeah. things like that. So keeping on top of all of those. It's just really making sure we're plugged into all the communication channels so we, we can get a fair picture of what's going on that day that we need to address. I think it's probably, that's yeah. a bit, that's a boring answer, isn't it? But that's that, that's kind of the way. I can't, I'm obsessed with Jira. It's just like, yeah. as soon as I can like click off a Jira ticket, it's just like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> that system you use yeah we use jira because uh half we're a technology business so all our engineering team use jira for their ticketing and we 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 said oh we like that can we have it for workplace services so it gives us a bit of an audit trail and i was looking at something the other day we we we've between us i say between us i use the term loosely i probably do like i'm just going to do something with my fingers there i have a tiny tiny amount of them kate does a bulk of this we've closed about 750 tickets this year so you sort of extrapolate that over the over time. That's and that's just the stuff that people bother to put on a ticket, not all the other bits and pieces. So, yeah. So that's the kind of structural bits we look at, isn't it? Yeah. Just keep the office running, keep people happy. <laughs> and it's so clever to use a system. So I I know Jira from working in tech companies as well, and the developers and um, the IT support people used a lot of that. But it's so clever to do it because when you sit back and someone like me is a pain in the ass and says what do you do <laughs> what does it look like for you to be able to throw stats like that we've had 750 tickets this year for workplace services it is huge and you know we're just over halfway through the year going into sort of q3 now aren't we but um it's it's really staggering when you start to i did an exercise at jp morgan where i looked at how many emails I had and my boss did the same and we worked out that it was on average something like one email every four minutes between us or it, like even bigger than that I think that was maybe just me and she had higher it was insane um and it just it just helps you to look back and go we have so much value we do so much and here's here's the the evidence like you say Wendy, it's the stuff that's not on those tickets as well that you can't necessarily compute and, and put into facts and figures, but to have some of that is really, really handy. 
So can you now share for us an interesting or unique aspect of your office management roles that many people may not be aware of? That's, that's, that is actually quite challenging because I, I don't know that we do anything particularly outstanding or different or anything no. else like that, um, which is probably a really boring answer, but it goes back to those 750 tickets, I suppose. We're, we're so very busy with things. We do try to, I mean, the Jira thing is a good example of, of thinking of something that isn't typical. How can we make it work for us? You know, it, referencing an audit trail and, and all those kinds of things. We do, you know, Kate, Kate's brilliant at thinking outside of the box with, you know, initiatives and incentives and different things that we can do here. And I knew Kate from my network before she joined us. And um, if I can say it here, I might preempt something later. Kate was your first office manager award winner. So I snaffled her after that, basically. <laughs> yeah. I had my eyes on her for a while in my network. And when I knew I wanted to hire another experienced manager, that's my, my first thought. Um, but one of the things I say is just really about is like just thinking of different things, fun things, cool things that we can do. We we're a fintech. We're a, we're a, an informal business, although we're very formal in the way that we work and get things done and professional. So there's some some of the Kate, Kate's ideas have been aced with things like that. So that's I would say perhaps some of the, those kinds of things you've done. Yeah. And do you have any examples to share on some of these initiatives as well that might inspire other office managers? Things like your book club things and all the different the, the different things you bring in for socials and, oh, way, and yeah. all this, the work you do with, we have pillar groups here, like we have a charity group and a women at FC and um, let's talk about heritage and that kind of thing. And now Circle of Pride, Circle of Pride yes. yeah, which you're a huge advocate for. Yeah. So they they can give you, I can think your social with the, the drag queens and things oh, like that. Yeah. I totally forgot about that one. <laughs> um, please share, yeah. please share. Okay, so um, we, so how to describe this? So it was for, um, I can't even remember what it was for, but we had like a big drag queen show in our hub. So basically we've got this space downstairs, which is huge. Um, we kind of use it for like our bigger events, bigger meetings, that sort of thing. Basically you kind of walk into my storage room behind our old reception desk and there's like two drag queens getting ready. And I'm just like, okay, okay, this is great. <laughs> you don't expect that in a standard office. I can tell you that. And um, we ended up doing like lip sync battles and I am the crowned lip sync champion for funding circle. I have a plastic tiara to prove it. <laughs> so you're multi-award winning. <laughs> to say, right? I'm going to have to get her own trophy cabinet, her own, her own uh, tiara rack. I've got a couple of people who are eyeing up my tiara, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so is there like a 2.0 of lip sync funding circle battle coming? We've got to make it happen. <gasps> Oh, it's a good job I'm here because Kate will forget all the awesome things she does. Right? But, so I take on, it for granted. I really yeah, do. I don't. So that's cool. But oh, thank you. The, the, yeah, so it was so successful with that. It was so much fun. We thought, right, one of, we, we try to have monthly socials for, for our circlers, as we call them. Um, and every so often we have a bit of a bigger one. So September, Kate's organised an amazing karaoke session. We, well, we can't share too much because we haven't had it yet, but I think, yeah, the comms are going out, so I think the tiara will be on again. Ah, yeah. so I will fight for that tiara, I swear. <laughs> um, one of the guys, it was actually inspired. I was just like, I, where I sit, I'm really close to the sales team, and they were like month end, and they're a bit like, it gets a bit chaotic at month end, I'm not going to lie. 
And one of the guys literally, you know, he hits his targets, he's well happy, and he's just sat there at his desk singing, and he's got a really good singing voice. I went, so I sat there thinking to myself, I'm like, hang on, why have we not done karaoke yet? And then within like two hours, I had like that social sorted. I went to him and went, thanks for the inspiration. He went, what are you talking about? And I was just like, you'll see. <laughs> did, did he connect the dots when you actually had it and come back to you and go, yeah, no, I know, what did you <laughs> Yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's what you were doing. I was just like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's probably then to wrap that question up, things like just the unknown events and, and the idea creation that people just don't realise is part of our role, just being creative, being inspired by the things going on around us to, to keep the culture together, to keep the entertainment there, to keep the office functioning. There's so many things. It's so multifaceted. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll round that off if, if I have your permission to do in that way. Here's my tip for this week's episode of the Office Manager Diaries. The ceiling isn't the limit in these roles. I'm often asked by people, you know, where do I go from here though? Everybody's kind of saying to me that this is it. There's nowhere really else to go in this office management role in the company. And I completely disagree. Sometimes you will be limited and you will be restrained and restricted by the size and the growth of the company. And that I completely accept. So if you are like me and you are very ambitious, you may have to make that difficult decision at one point to leave that business if there really is no growth there. But in a lot of cases, it's actually very much about the remit and the responsibilities that you have and how you strategically align with your business to better support them, to better enable them to reach their goals and their objectives and their missions and their values and all these other things that help a business establish themselves, that help a business continue to grow, that help a business to maintain the services or supplies that they're putting out there to the world that makes them profitable, that makes them, um, you know, meet the missions of the service they are striving to support or supply. Because again, when you're thinking about charities, they're not necessarily there for profit, they're there for service, for example. So, when you're looking at this and you're considering your career i would always start with a list about what i enjoy what gives you that wonderful butterfly satisfaction kind of feeling in your role what do you excel in and what are your ambitions what do you want to feel in the next few years what do you want to feel like you are achieving you have achieved I always talk to people in our training sessions in the office management course and one-to-one -one training and otherwise in seminar sessions that roles like COO are a really wonderful track and trajectory to get on if you want to grow in your role and you want to be more senior, you want to get those lovely pay rises and develop and, and manage teams because it really naturally bleeds in from an office management position where you have such diversity and remit and responsibilities in your office management role and often where you may have been doing budgeting and procurement and accounting and HR management and IT operations compliance legal etc and having your hand in all of those different pies to step up and then manage all those functions is a really nice route to go to and that's certainly the one that I was interested in before I set up the office management group but also things like HR and people management if you really enjoy that aspect 
of your office management role, that might be the route to go into and start looking at CIPD and so on. It might be that you love procuring and doing contract management. So being head of procurement in a bigger business like JP Morgan and RBS and so on had whole departments. So if you really enjoy that and you want to focus on that, you might want to go into building or facilities management where you're stepping out of the tenanted floor and you are running the building rather than um, that, that kind of tenanted demise. There are so many different avenues, health and safety officer, you might just want to be dedicated to health and safety because you love it so much and you're in health, you're a health and safety geek just like me. So the ceiling is not the limit in these roles. Please don't ever let anybody tell you that it is and good luck. So can we now share something from your office manager diaries, please, or as we dub it, a you won't believe it, but moment. Well, I, I can think of a few, but I'm not sure how safe they are for, for, for broadcast. But um, the point is when I remember uh, we had an incident where we were called to the bathrooms, the gents' bathrooms, uh, in lieu of some incident had occurred and of course being females we never want to go in the gents bathroom but it is kind of part of the gig we sent the maintenance guys in first because we were chicken basically and we were kind of watching from afar the door was pushed open and he kind of recoiled in horror and stepped back like oh my god there's it's everywhere and then then he sort of stopped and he got closer and actually the toilet had been blocked by an entire chocolate cake that had been some reason dropped in, either dropped or we don't know whether someone in, went in for a secret, you know, chocolate cake session, <laughs> you know, had a bit and then flushed the rest of the toilet. We, we have, we still to this day have no idea how that happened, but um, I suppose there's a silver lining there was it was a cake, so it wasn't quite as bad to deal with as, as before. <laughs> but yeah, that, that one foxed us for a while, trying to figure out how, why, who, who, and more importantly, why waste an entire chocolate cake? What a waste. It, it like I'm sure it wasn't, but it make my head just goes to the place of was it a um, hash cake? And they're like, <laughs> well, who we did? I have to say, we didn't try it. So. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. Oh my goodness, that is just so random. I love it. Thank you, Wendy. Kate, what about you? I'm, I'm not going to even say where this happened, um, but I was basically just doing rounds and trying to kind of just tidy up you know keep things nice and neat and tidy and during this I managed to find not one not two but three pairs of underpants and I was just like hang on a second why the hell and in fact no 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 I just stood there and I was just like I'm not even gonna ask why and it was just like luckily clean underpants but I'm just like why are they left in the office why and it was just like I must understand this and I, I ended up in like this super veiled slack out like that if you're missing some items of clothing then uh chances are they're with me just hint hint and then left a picture of like you know, like a, an emoji of pants and I was just like the whole thing just went <laughs> it is it is amazing what you find like when people have left the company or you have a big tidy up we, we we've gone through a big consolidation process so we, we we've cleared pedestals finally the banes of our life but it's amazing what you find in them that people a why is why did you bring that to work in the first place and b why did you leave it here for us to deal with when you've left the company but yeah pants yeah, is up there the set like Kate shuddered then about the thought of clearing out pedestals and 
<laughs> up there with aircon as one of the banes of the office management life and the role but jp morgan where you'd have directors mds as we call them in offices managing directors in offices and the amount of time and like the longevity that they had been at the company for you're talking 10 15 25 years for some of them and those pedestals would have just followed them in every office move and um yeah not only did we find a shitload of money which was great and obviously we gave it to charity or whatever but um yeah just some very odd things and we did actually find i won't say too much just in case jp come after me but we did find some sexual support things in there like you know in a packet let's just say that it, it all comes part of the gig doesn't it i think i'd i'd, I'd love to uh, maybe i shouldn't wish for this so i'd love to find the thing that might actually shock us one day or surprise us to the extent that we haven't before but maybe i should be careful what i wish for I mean, there chocolate cake in a toilet is pretty impressive I mean, pretty how, that, yeah i was gonna say that it is up there because it's just so random yeah i mean if you do have any further incidents please come back on the pod <laughs> And share. So what would you say are the biggest challenges for you at present at Funding Circle and in your office management roles and how are you managing those? Um, again, it's um, the hybrid model and not knowing how many people to expect. I mean, we've got the data to back it up now and we generally know when our busier days are going to be. So I can like mentally and physically prepare myself for that. But um, there's been a drop off on certain days that I didn't see coming. So, again, it's just having that flexibility to just handle whatever's going to come through the door at any kind of given time, really. I think I'd agree with Kate there. Hybrid is, it, we, we fully embraced it. And I think that's great. And it's, you know, the flexibility that it brings is, is fantastic. But it, it does present challenges for us to keep a, an optimum level of service, I suppose, with things. You know, when you're ordering things in or when you're trying to do an event, you're just not knowing who's going to show. Mm -hmm. Training is another thing. You know, you, you sort of, we're, we've got fire marshal training coming up, for example. And it's, it's, it's really been challenging to get people to step up because with hybrid, it's no good having your quorum of 10 people that you had before, potentially, because they might not be here on the day of an incident. So that's been quite challenging is how do we cover that? How do we, how do we fix this in hybrid and manage it effectively? So those kinds of things are probably most prevalent right now, aren't they? It just you know, we've, we've fully embraced it. It's going really, really well. You've got the bell curve of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And in some ways, it's great because then you've got Monday and Friday. You can crack on with all those things in the office when there's not presence. So that that's a really good part of hybrid. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly that. So, but otherwise, it is, it's that flex piece, just making sure we can deliver by extension to our suppliers as well, you know, our cleaning team and, and those kinds of things. It's challenging for them, our catering function that we have. So it's, it's just managing that that expectation around what we can provide as well reasonably and I think probably lots of people are in that boat right now 100% they are and it's the stock and supplies again I've been to your office I've seen your kitchen and so many people now particularly compared to five ten or so years ago are providing more of a pantry service and alcohol on tap and things like that which are all perks and benefits that I believe are a great part of supporting well-being in some aspects making sure people eat and drink but or not necessarily alcohol but also that social aspect that cultural aspect and so on but it's really challenging for people especially if you have the fresh food element to manage that and and it, it has taken a lot of people a while i also love what you 
said there, Wendy, about the fire marshal or, or warden, depending on what term you go with in your offices, but so many people, and it's a topic on the portal that's come up many times, particularly when people started going back to the offices and many times my clients when we're talking about health and safety is what is that ratio what does that look like what's that number for first aiders and fire marshals to get the coverage in place and it changes all the time because you have joiners leavers people might change their pattern it's a real goalpost moving one and as is always the challenge even before hybrid working trying to get people like you say to step up and take and assume those roles um no one wants to do it and we need them so yeah i agree lots lots of challenges there so what do the next few years look like for you both? And are there any particular goals that you have within your careers? So my goal is more towards like the DSE side of things. So I do them regularly with everybody in here at Funding Circle, but I really want to focus on like a specific, like a, a niche area, as it were, to look at like women's health because I think it's something that's like drastically overlooked um, with a standard DSE because there's just so many kind of like health aspects that just aren't kind of taken into account right now. So we've got like, obviously pregnancy kind of comes into it, but there's more to it than that. And we've got women who are approaching like myself, uh, menopause, and that comes with a whole bunch of different like health things. I want to be able to provide the safety and comfort that women require and really take into account the full scope of that jumping on that we've i mentioned earlier we have lots of different pillar groups here and women at funding circle is is one of them and i i've joined that latterly as, as an ambassador to sort of talk about again more about menopause in the workplace so you know the, i think it is quite a prevalent thing we've, we've done a lot more research on it diligence on it and something funding circle is really great at is 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 the wellness aspects of things we do an awful lot here to to you know to help people stay healthy and not just mental health, but physical health. So that's something that's obviously of an interest to me. Um, as Kate mentioned, we're, we're of, of a certain age. Um, so I can speak from, you know, really valid personal experience and, and turning that into something positive for other people in the business. So we're doing a lot of work on that. And that's something I'd like to develop as well. And I think, and generally just see, see how hybrid continues to evolve over the next year or two and, 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 We'd like to make some changes to our office that we've figured out. You know, we did some workplace analysis earlier in the year that was really good at cementing what we thought we needed to change here. So we've got a big raft of things, you know, improvements you want to make to the office space itself. You've been really complimentary about our office, Hannah. Thank you. Um, but say this is sort of an eight and a half year old fit out now. And for me, I, I shouldn't say this, but I get bored of it. I'm jaded by it because I feel like, God, this is when we were a startup, you know, and it is a very different business now. And with hybrid, there's a lot of changes we can make to really make it hyper suited to that kind of work environment. So we've got some quite exciting plans we can't really talk about just yet. Maybe next time, you know, some big projects that we'll hopefully Kate and I'll be working on to get make the office an even better place to be over the next year or two. And leading on nicely from that, how do you keep up with the ever changing demand on office management and this ever-changing world of offices and how they're used there as well. So you've hinted at this project, which I'm not going to ask you to elaborate on any further, but you know, we've talked about the stock and suppliers piece already. Is there anything else that you've you've struggled with and how you're you're learning from that or what you've learned so far in, in this this new world we're still learning to understand? 
would say a, a higher level perhaps is what I've really been not forcing myself to do, but making time to do. So we're always too busy, too busy, too busy to do anything outside the BAU, but is to get on a lot of webinars and seminars and really, really use my network to find out what are other companies doing? How are they doing it? Um, hybrid's a challenge because it's still new for everybody. Um, and talking to my peers, I kind of realized we're actually quite at the forefront of what we're doing here by fully embracing it and, and making, you know, coming into the office two to three days a week and those kind of things. Um, so I think it, for me, uh, my role is being plugged into that communication network that I've got and using all of those resources to just, you know, just fact find. And there's there's no such thing as a silly question, right? You know, that particularly I've, I've found over the years with, with OMP and other other sort of forums and things, you know, we, we're a really good community at sharing knowledge and ideas and we should fully embrace that, I think, in these sort of quite uncertain times as well with everything that's going on. So that's been my, my sort of, feeling lately of, of focusing on that and getting that external information and, and networking going. Not particularly because um, I'm just, I just keep things um, working here. Uh, it's definitely more of a high level kind of thinking. Uh, I think I'm mostly concerned for companies that are actually forcing people back into the office space. Now, that kind of goes against me being an office manager and all of that, because, you know, I want people in the office, but no, you can't force them after like, you know, basically two years in confinement, people's people's feelings have changed towards the office space and um i've like heard people going oh yeah we just need more of this more of that more of that and i'm just like no 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 you need to look at your office as like a destination it's something that people want to come to it's it's important you've got to basically treat an office and especially an office of our size it's almost like a little town you know there are like villages with less people than are in our office and you know you've just got to um just make it interesting really yeah i'd agree with that i think that's a really good point i mean, I mean the destination office is bandied around a lot right at the moment particularly with hybrid but it but it is fundamentally correct and it's as you mentioned hannah it's great to have the perks we we get delivered in lunch and subsidized lunches twice a week we've got a barista here which we've had since since moving into this office you know it's part of our culture you know, you know god forbid we ever say we might take the barista away <gasps> you know no word lo and behold but it is it is quite challenging to to sort of think about all those things and i think kate mentioned you know that there's not much that's you know on our radar to do or, or or what's sort of been her focus but say one thing that kate is ace at and that generally office managers are really good at and we should value this more is that anecdotal feedback that you get from your customers which is your for us our circlers and you know that your staff so never under undervalue the or never underestimate the value of that feedback that you just get by kate's here every day she's super reliable such a safe pair of hands and you know, all office managers, I think, are in a really unique position that you get to interact with everybody in the business at different levels, different teams. And that's a really valuable resource that I think, you know, if you give any advice to people, that's how to see it. You know, use that value, use that resource, because they're your customers, you know, as much as they're a pain in the arse some of the time, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good ones well, there. Well, there's, there's just a fair few, especially when you've got the size you have, the drop-dead Freds, as we've referred to on the podcast <laughs> before. But, um, yeah, we, yeah we, have, we, have, we have our, um, 
I know we're not supposed to swear, but we do have our shit list that we we, we update on a regular basis. <laughs> you say we, you're not supposed to swear. You can. We are not for children. Kids, if you're listening, tune out. You don't care about office management yet. <laughs> Potty mouth Smith on the on the on the podcast. <laughs> I was about to say in real life that's usually me. <laughs> we have a good old rant yeah. in our safe space, as, as we always say. Yeah, it's the safe space, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned and hinted at it earlier when you essentially found and nabbed Kate. So Kate did uh, win our first ever Office Manager of the Year Award in the 2021 Office Management Awards. So Kate, what did that do for you personally and professionally? I didn't know Wendy spied that and that was her kind of final nail in the coffin to, to go, I'm going for her. Um, and that's brilliant to find out because I did, even, even with all the conversations we've had, I didn't know that. So I'm really pleased that that's been revealed. But yeah, tell us more about what that was like for you. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Wendy about this kind of like just before um, the Office Management Awards were kind of like announced that year. And I honestly had no clue that I was going to win, literally none. And when I did, um, it kind of like, I think it was within two weeks of my winning, I moved over to Funding Circle. And everybody at my previous role was just like, oh my God, you win Office Manager of the Year Award. And then you bugger off. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> it just like winning that award just gave me the confidence to go, do you know what? I mean, I know I'm done here, so I need a new challenge. And I, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, love it. Anyone out there who's thinking that they like, you know, need to go and win an award, go and do it. Seriously, I'll change your life. <laughs> so... You've shared a little bit there, Wendy, in terms of some advice, and I think that was probably more around how to view the, the members of staff within the offices, but also for the staff to utilise and, and, and work with us and, and um, build those relationships with us as office managers. And fully agree, by the way, on that point that I, I teach and I always have thought of the members of staff as my clients um, or customers, as you call them. So totally agree. Are there any other tips that you would share either of you for new or um, established office managers as to how they can really nail their roles? I think for me to be an office manager, it's like nothing. You can't just turn your nose up at things. You've just really got to dig in. It's like, I mean, last week I fixed the flush on a toilet and it's just like, oh, and the cleaner just looked at me like, I was just like, look, I have to get it done. And I was always like, you know, diving into that toilet and I was just like, yeah, it's fine. Um, like nothing is out of your role. I'm, I, I get constantly amused by people who are just like, oh, it's not in my job description. And I was just like, yeah, I tore up that job description years ago. <laughs> you just got to crack on and make it work. So I think if we if we put your job description together, it'd probably be like telephone directory size anyway. Yeah. So try and capture everything in there. Um, but yeah, you're right, Kate. It's, you, you can't really in my view to be successful at this this kind of a role you can't really be well that's not for me to do um but you have to see it there are there are positives in all those crappy jobs you know because you learn something from them whether it's just a skill of great now i know i can call on kate to fix the toilet that's that's awesome <laughs> but, but goodness that but it is there's so there's so much in our world these little nuggets that we're learning on this podcast are great because you didn't know she did that by the sounds of it i know right 
Although I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to uh, motivate Kate with, uh, with, a, with her own special toolkit now. So that's, that's a top tip, actually. Get yourself a toolkit. Oh, yeah. Because, because you, you know, and, and keep all the widgets that you find, you know. Like, Somebody borrowed my wire cutters last week. So yeah, is it. And put GPS tags on all of your stuff because it's never coming back. But it's be prepared to do anything. But from my perspective, I think perhaps a bit of advice. It's probably a bit trite. I've probably heard this before, but... Also learn how to push back and learn how to say no, because the other side of that coin of being prepared to do everything and get involved is people come to expect that of you. So you've got to have some boundaries. And, you know, if, if that's not something that comes naturally to you, you know, seek out some training, even if it's if it's just talking to someone in your network or a peer or get your company to give you something more. But you otherwise, you know, we we are really at risk of burnout in this kind of role because we're all people pleasers that's why we do this job and it is hard to say no and it was one of the the best skills I probably learned over the years you know you qualify that no you say why you give an alternative all this stuff that there's a bit free training have that but it's a really important skill I think to have so that would be my other nugget of advice I think definitely I think I can't remember because I share so many tips in these episodes (laughs) But I think we did a tip on that some time ago about learning how to say no without ever uttering the word no. Um, and, and some of that was around, yeah, learning learning the why as to why you're saying no, but also the sort of pushing back and managing the expectations around, you know, and the boundaries around what you do and how they can utilise you rather than just being the dog's body that actually does everything. I think there was someone once who came to me um, at one of our events they were at and said, I just I'm struggling because I don't do expenses for anybody I only do them for myself because I'm not a PA anymore and this guy's joined and he's on the exec team he doesn't have a PA they're meant to be self-sufficient by the CEO and he just keeps putting his expenses on my desk and you know and it was a real struggle and I said you know you've got to sit him down and train him and give him that time record a video do it with him ask him how he learns ask him how he takes things in Um, But even still, then I think she was still struggling with him. So it is very challenging. And she thought she felt like sometimes her best option was to just do them rather than fight the good fight and try and you know win win that battle. So, yeah, it's really, really tough at times to have your boundaries and and stop that burnout. Thank you so much for being on the Office Manager Diaries, both of you. It's been a really enjoyable, insightful, fun episode. And I hope our listeners agree with me there. Thank you for giving up your time. Thank you. Hannah. This episode is sponsored by the Office Management Portal, our free online membership platform aimed at connecting, supporting and empowering office managers in a simple to use all in one self-service resource. You can sign up right now at www.theofficemanagementportal.com and click the sign up button in the top right. If you want to upgrade your account to our premium membership at any time for unlimited downloadable templates and monthly expert masterclasses, use the code THEOMD for 25% off. That's the T-H-E-O-M-D for Office Manager Diaries for 25% off. Thank you for listening.